Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is... This is Cruise Radio. Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. So happy to have you here, my friend. We've got a review of Carnival Breeze uh, coming up a little later on in the program. But before we get to that, let's talk about Cruise Radio Insider. It's our private Facebook group. Uh, we'd love to have you a part of it to talk about the news and give your two cents. Just search Cruise Radio Insider on Facebook. Also, Cruise Radio News. It's our daily news feature. It's a podcast just like this. So you can find it on iTunes or the Stitcher Radio Network. Basically, it's daily hits of the news. So if you don't want to wait another week to hear the cruise news, uh, just search Cruise Radio News in iTunes or in Stitcher Radio. We'll also link to it in the show notes at cruiseradio.net. All right. With that said, Bobby and his wife, Linda, just returned from an eight-night Caribbean sailing aboard Carnival Breeze for Miami. And they join us on the line right now. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Linda. Hi. Hi. How are you, Doug? Doug. Good, good. Uh, Welcome home. I hope you got your land legs back. So uh, before we step foot on Carnival Breeze itself, let's take a step back. And uh, what made you guys want to sail this eight-night Caribbean sailing aboard Carnival Breeze? Well, I had turned 50 in November of last year, and Linda turned 50 in July this year. And I decided to take her on a 50th birthday cruise. Nice. And uh, Linda, you were just going along with it. Is that the case? <laughs> no, well, we um, had been on a carnival ship before, mm-hmm. and we really enjoyed it. So we figured what better way to celebrate this yeah. 50th birthday than to go on a cruise. So, yeah, yes, it- we decided that, and we've never been to the islands that we were going to visit. So we figured, hey, this would be perfect. It beats a week at Disney World any day, and a lot cheaper, too, I'm sure. Yeah, everything's included. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we figure the best value for the money that we were spending. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, let's talk about getting there because, uh, Bobby, I was texting you on your way down. You, you, my friend, you cut it pretty close. Talk to us about when you got to the port and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, we went with uh, a couple of friends of ours, and uh, he drove, and he's been on a lot of carnival cruises before, so he knew exactly when to go, so he would get our luggage quick and no lines, and he was right. I mean, we did cut it close. We had 15 minutes before they blew that horn. <laughs> wow. See, like yeah, me, <laughs> yeah, I, I bet, like, thank you, Linda. For me, I would be freaking out. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, we're not going to make it. What if we get traffic? What if there's an accident? What if there's weather? But you made it, so good for you, man. Uh, getting there, as far as getting on the ship itself, you get to Port Miami, you park the car, you drop the bags off. How long did it take you to get from curbside till you were actually on the ship? Oh, I would have to say 10 minutes. Yeah, it was pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, you, you did get there late, so was the terminal a ghost town? No, there was actually to the right. I'm glad you brought that up. To the right, there was a lot of people, and I don't know what that was. I'm, I'm assuming that was groups, because to the left, it was empty, and I said to my wife, come on, let's just go that way. Our friends are platinum or diamond, so they went to a different area. Uh, we went to the left, and I wasn't sure if we were supposed to be in that line, and next thing you know, there were two people in front of us, and we were next in line, and we went up, presented our uh, documents. We got the room key and got our first picture taken. And then we were walked up the ramp, and we were on the boat. Yeah, it was pretty quick. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Now, uh, Bobby, I know you and Linda, you've both been on ships before, but uh, Carnival Breeze is a dream-class ship, so it's a lot bigger than the fantasy-class ships you were on before. So what were your first thoughts when you walked on the ship? Let's start with you, Linda. Oh, it was exciting. I tell you, it was like a party already. I was wowed. 
we walked on, they take you right on to, um, I think, the Lido deck, if I'm not mistaken. It's the, the way that you go there. Or did we get into an elevator? I don't remember. We went up to the Lido deck, and they had uh, a hamburger place there. And I recognized the name from the Food Network, Guy Fieri. And, mm -hmm. wow, what a burger that was. Yeah. I was impressed for the fact being that the deck was much larger than what I was used to. I was on the Imagination, and I was on the Fascination mm -hmm. uh, out of Jacksonville. Basically, it was a bigger ship and a bigger deck, and I was I was in awe. Loved the big picturesque windows that you could see out. Basically, painless. There was no nothing obstructing your view. We could see both sides of Miami. And I guess what impressed me the most is when we disembarked from the dock and the boat turned. That mm -hmm. I was really impressed with. Yeah, leaving Miami, it was beautiful. And I also saw the atrium. The atrium was gorgeous, really colorful, and it just... It takes light. your breath away. It's it, so pretty. Yeah, yeah. Don't, it looks like it has, like, uh, is that the ship that has, like, the Chinese lanterns hanging or the very colorful? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, and they have a four-floor elevator mm -hmm. in there, in the atrium. that takes you to four different floors, probably the four main floors of the ship. And they go up and down, and they're chrome, and they, they bounce off those lights. I mean, just gives you an awe. Yeah, yeah. There's really no other word for it. The ship was beautiful. Yeah, so let's talk about your stateroom. You get to your stateroom. So uh, first off, uh, I'm going to ask you what kind of stateroom you had, and then follow that up by what did you think of it? All right, so we get to our stateroom. We stayed in room number 1212, and it was all the way to the front of the ship, and we walked in, and we thought we were walking into a kid's room. Uh -huh. <laughs> we didn't realize that upper and lower meant that there was a bed in the ceiling that came down, mm -hmm. and there was a bed on the floor underneath it, like bunk beds. <laughs> well, we kind of laughed about it, but we are celebrating our 50th birthday, right. Doug. <laughs> so I was a little nervous that we weren't going to be able to sleep together. I mentioned something to the room steward at that time. I didn't know who he was. His name was Noel. What a very, very nice guy. He was actually the lead for our floor. He corrected that issue. He said, go up to the Lido deck, have a drink. When you come back, I'll have this corrected. He took the couch, put it together, brought another mattress in, put that bed up back up on the ceiling. We had a king-size bed for the entire cruise. You booked oh, basically what you booked is a 1A cabin, which is an upper and lower for Carnival. And uh, you were just like most people, just looking for probably the cheapest rate, and you booked it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we wanted to spend more money in the islands and yeah, on the ship. Totally. So, and you're not in your room as much, so that's why I did it that way. Nice. And as far as the room itself, with the space, the plugs, and all of that, what did you think of it? had a lot of storage. It, it did have quite a bit of space. We had, like, uh, three closets mm -hmm. side by side, so there was plenty of room to hang up all of our elegant wear and our night clothes and our dresses and suits and stuff like that. And there also were drawers that we could put stuff in. We didn't really use the drawers as much. You know, the, the folded stuff we just left in our suitcases. But I did have, like, makeup and that kind of stuff that I put in the drawers. So, I mean, there was plenty of space to put everything away that we wanted to. And then even to leave the suitcases down on the floor, we still had room to walk around and everything, too. So we were, we were fine with that. Bobby. Don't be fooled, Doug. I had a place to put my electric razor, too. Nice. Uh -huh. I was, I was going to ask you, Bob, because you're the technology geek. Did you have enough plugs for everything? Well, they're very limited there. They have uh, everything. Um, the ship is built in Italy, so it's uh, European outlets. They have one outlet in the room underneath the mirror. I brought an extension cord, uh, a little, like, uh, six-way, mm -hmm. six plugs, and I had enough. Nice. And um, plugged in my phone and my battery charger for the camera. 
Very nice. Yeah, that's a nice hack for a cruise is to bring a, an extension cord uh, because, yeah, there's definitely not enough plugs, especially with technology these days. Let's talk about food aboard Carnival Breeze, one thing that ship has plenty of. And, Bobby, let's start at the top, like around the Lido deck and work our way down. So, uh, Linda and Bobby, what were your thoughts of the food up there? Uh, first day was awesome. We had the uh, Guy Fieri burger. I had the uh, cheese double burger. Mm. My friend that was with me, he recommended I get a double. So I got a double, like he said, and we sat in a window seat as the ship was turning around, and I chowed on that hamburger, <laughs> and it was the best burger I have ever put in my mouth, and that beats everything I've had in my 50 years of, of life. <laughs> <laughs> what about yeah. you, Linda? Yes, I enjoyed that, too. It was good. And, and the uh, blue iguana for the uh, burritos and stuff, like we had that for breakfast, the breakfast burrito over there, and that was really good, too. Yeah. It was a huge burrito, and uh, you could just put about anything you wanted in there. So that was great. My favorite over there is their salsa bar. They have this watermelon salsa, and it's to mm-hmm. die for. So good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they had so many sauces and salsas. I tried a little bit of everything, really. There was stuff there that I had no idea what that was until I tasted it. It was good. (laughs) Very good. Let's talk about inside. Uh, How about the uh, Lido Deck Marketplace, guys? What did you think of that? That's the buffet. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. What a buffet. Do you know that there's two different buffets on that particular ship? They, They serve the same food, but there's a second buffet identical as you walk through the marketplace. It places just... It blew me away, Doug. It was so big. Nice. I couldn't find the bagels and salmon or the bagels and lux, and I happen to like that. About the third day, I finally asked. I wasn't going to ask. I was trying to find it on my own. It's um, at the Carnival Deli, which is the second buffet through the marketplace, mm-hmm. and they've got a continental breakfast buffet. They've got a cake pop buffet. Oh, it just goes on and on. We had a great time. Any food that you want to eat, they have there. It is unbelievable. It's so easy to just eat way too much, <laughs> which is what I did. The, uh, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm like the cake pop. I I get like five of those things at a time. They're they're so good. They're like red velvet, or at least the, my sailing was red velvet cake pops. So yes, good. That's what they were here too. Yeah, so awesome. Okay, very good. Well, let's uh, let's move downstairs to the main dining room. And before we talk about the dining room, what time dining did you have? We had what they call anytime dining. Very good. So you had anytime dining, so you basically can go when you wanted and you just sat down. Did you find there to be any kind of weights or anything, or was it pretty much you went down there and were seated automatically? Well, one night we we actually waited, and uh, our friends, again, they were platinum, and certain perks are given to them. Mm -hmm. And he was quite upset that he had to wait. We actually waited 10 minutes. They gave us a a buzzer like you get at uh, Chili's. Uh Other than that, we didn't have to wait any other time. Mm Mm-hmm. Were you pretty consistent on the times you went to dinner every night, or did it vary uh, within the eight nights? Oh, it varied. There was one time that we walked in, and we were pretty much the last call. We had walked in, as they were saying in their little show that they do every night, and we had to be done by 9.45. We walked in at 9.30. Ooh, so you're those people people talk about. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were those Sorry, folks. (laughs) Yep, yep, that was you guys. Uh, Let's talk about the food uh, in the main dining room. How was it? Five star. This chef that I uh, we had here was fantastic. The food was delicious. We tried everything uh, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yes, we tried a lot of things that we'd never had before, and it was really we were not disappointed. It was great. They had stuff like rabbit, uh, frog legs, uh, beef ox tongue, <laughs> mm, snails, <laughs> you... uh, escargot. I was going to ask um, you: Did you have any of this uh, escargot? 
I did not. My friends did. My I did try it. I didn't <laughs> order it, uh, but I tried it from somebody else's um, plate, and it was surprisingly a lot better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I, it tasted like a little neck clam out of yeah. Massachusetts with garlic. Uh, I'd right? rather I'd rather <laughs> lick a rubber tire. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But that I'll tell you, the garlic sauce in there is really good to dip your bread in. But as far as the escargot, you can have the snails. Just give me the garlic butter. Moving on here to entertainment <laughs> around the ship. Uh, what did you think of the entertainment, both in the main show theater and the venues around the ship? Well, I guess I want to interject in that because uh, I am a DJ for uh, my, my uh, chosen employment here. And um, I really wish that uh, they would concentrate on uh, rock and roll, classic rock, even country. They had way too much Latin. There was a Latin singer there that was sang in the Breeze Atrium. It seemed like every single night for two, three hours, that's all you heard was the Latin flavor. I could be wrong, but I just thought I'd let you know my opinion. The singers and, and the performers uh, were really talented. They, they did a good show. The theatrics and sound on the Ovation Theater on the Breeze, Doug, has anything else that I've ever sailed on blown away. They had pyrotechnics blowing off. Uh, they had cannons going off with uh, confetti. They had uh, hazers. It was a really, really cool show. Mm-hmm. It's very entertaining, yeah. Nice, very yeah. nice. We also went to a couple of the comedy uh, shows, and, and that, that was very good. They had a couple of very good comics on there, too. So we really we enjoyed they have a way of getting you out of the uh, limelight lounge on the back of the boat um, between co- uh, comics. They ask you to stand up and please exit and then get back in line. And the reason for that, with three to 4,000 people on that ship, they want to make sure that everybody gets a fair shot at seeing the, uh, the comedians. They didn't do it to us in the Ovation Theater in between the two shows uh, that we watched, but we enjoyed the Divas and the Motor City. That was really good. Nice. Uh, did you spend any time in the piano bar at all? Yes, we did. The piano bar had a you could be a star karaoke uh-huh. one night, and I got up and sang. What did you say? I uh, botched uh, Hurt So Good. <laughs> I made everybody's ears bleed. But I got an award, Doug. <laughs> they gave me a little badge to wear around the ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, let's talk about the ship while at sea, because the ship has a captive audience, so everyone's on the ship. Uh, how did the general flow go, uh, both inside and out? ship was awesome. You could go anywhere. You could find anywhere that if you wanted to get a little peace, uh, uh, quietness, you could find that up at the um, Serenity bar up there in the Serenity deck. The only bottleneck I saw was between the Blue Iguana and the Guy Fieri bar getting into the marketplace. It seems like they've shortened it up and made it more of a narrow entranceway than well, I remember on the other two ships, even though this is a bigger ship. There was a lot of bottlenecking in there, and the waits for the um, buffet line were kind of long. Like you said, it was a little congested in certain areas, but most of the time, you know, the ship is big enough that there was enough space for everybody. You know, when sometimes you might have to wait a little bit longer to get a burger or, you know, to get a um, in the taco burrito mm-hmm. um, for the blue iguana, but... Other than that, I mean, the lines seemed to go pretty fast, even when you were in them. So, you know, it wasn't really a big deal. Did you spend any time in the Red Frog Pub at all? No, I didn't. No, we no. did not go go to that one at wow. all. Wow. That's, like, that's like one of the hottest, yeah, one of the hottest venues of the ship. 
Well, oh. We didn't know that. Yeah, we just figured it was a pub, and you know we don't drink craft beer, sure. so we decided to stay away from it. But we'll have to remember it next time, yeah, and we'll check it time, out. Next time, we'll have to check it out. Now, <laughs> because cruiseradio.net told us. <laughs> um, I have to ask you, Bob, because I remember back when you sailed on a carnival ship in 2012, and you were kind of, kind of upset about the sea days because there were chair hogs out there, and you couldn't find a seat. Uh, were you able to sit outside at all on this, on this ship? Yes, I had no problem finding a chair. And any of the days that I went, sea days, port days, coming back, I couldn't believe the difference between this ship and the last one. Yes, there were still chair hogs. There were people that would actually, we saw a, uh, a tiff break out uh, over a <laughs> towel that was placed on two, and she only wanted one, and a lady got into another lady's face, and um, fingers flew. Yeah, it was not fast, but fingers flew, and it wasn't very good to see with all the children running around. Wow. Well, you know what? That's that, The chair hogs is like, if you want to push your cruiser's button, talk about gratuities or talk about chair hogs. That's uh, two things that will yeah. really fire a cruiser up. Uh, so moving on here, we are coming short on time, so let's go through this really quick. Uh, what ports did you hit, and which one was your favorite? Uh, Bobby, you go first, and Linda, you can give me your favorite as well. Okay, we went to St. Martin, St. Kitts, Puerto Rico, and Grand Turk. My favorite was Grand Turk. Well, I, I would say it's a toss-up between St. Martin's and Grand Turk. I love the beach at Grand Turk. It was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, I didn't want to leave, to tell you the truth. <laughs> it was so nice there. In St. Martin's, we had a, an excellent tour guide. We took a tour of the island, and um, and it was just really interesting, and it's a it's just a beautiful island, so... I like that one, too. <laughs> and, and, Bobby, I understand, uh, you, did you go to Jack Shack at Grand Turk? Oh, yeah. Yes, we went to Jack Shack, and uh, we mentioned that we heard them on air on our radio show, cruiseradio.net, and we got a free shot of the local rum. Very strong rum, almost, almost towards the whiskey end of the rum. Nice. Wow. It was good. Mm-hmm, yeah. very, and very the place cool. was busy, Doug. Um, free Wi-Fi was excellent. It was solid all the way halfway down the beach. The beach chairs, the umbrellas, and the little tables were all free for us to use. I had brought an umbrella, a small beach umbrella, because I, I want to try to save on some money there and use it towards alcohol and food elsewhere. Didn't even need it. So I know next cruise I don't have to take it. Very nice. Well, in closing here, guys, uh, why don't you give me your final thoughts of Carnival Breeze? And uh, Linda, you go first. I would recommend it. it. It's a beautiful ship. I really didn't have any complaints. All of the, uh, the staff was, I couldn't ask for any better service. I mean, between the rooms, the dining room, um, everywhere you go, they were so friendly and helpful. And I love the ship. The ship was beautiful. So I would definitely recommend it. Well, we're going to go back. I don't know when, probably next year. I'm going to talk to her about that now because Carnival seems to offer you a cruise within two or three days after you get off. <laughs> right. That is usually dirt cheap. So yeah. I'm going to look into that. I had a good time on the breeze. I enjoyed the ship. The uh, stateroom uh, attendants were on the ball. We never had a dirty towel. Room was clean every day. We had ice. Never had to call for that. The dining room staff, our friend, again, wanted to bounce around, so we didn't have the same dining room staff. Every single dining room staff member that we bumped into was fantastic. On the ball, smiles, would talk with us. Had a great time. This was the ship. These 2.0 ships that they are coming out with are fantastic. I'm definitely going again. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Well, we've been talking with Bobby and Linda down there in Ocala, Florida, about their eight-night Caribbean sailing aboard Carnival Breeze round trip from Miami. Guys, it was so great talking to you. Happy birthday to you both, and welcome home. Thank Thank you. you, Thanks, Doug.
Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.